0: This is just a quick hit list of the names of companies that have had rounds of layoffs so yeah. far. So, Shopify, Loan Depot, Ford, Tonal, Peloton, Meta, Rivian, Twitter, Tesla, Netflix, Coinbase, and SoundCloud earlier today. And earlier this year, we talked about in previous episodes, Spotify. And here's the funny thing about this. Almost all of these are consumer spending based. Yeah. Right? So... Shopify Spotify these are things these are luxury consumer discretionary spending right I'll give the cars Ford Tesla Rivian I'll give them a bit of a discount being as how things are a little different in in the car segment but the number two highest debt load right now is auto loan still Hello, friends, and welcome to the Higher Standard Podcast, where we give you ultra-premium, unfiltered truth when it comes to building your wealth and curating the lifestyle of your dreams. No games, no drama, and no shenanigans. I am your host, Chris Nahibi, and I'm here to help you distill the immense amount of information and disinformation out there on the interwebs and give you the opportunity to choose a higher standard for yourself. There are no gurus here, and no one gives a damn about how wealthy you look. relax your mind and get ready for a different kind of podcast where we elevate your baseline in crispy, high-resolution audio. This isn't a different standard. It's the higher standard. This is once again the higher standard. I am not Chris. the favorite host. I am See, I was going to be respectful and classy this time. You got to go ahead and make mm-hmm. it this guy. Not this time. I, I am Chris, and that obnoxious person in the background is Saeed. Hi, everybody. <laughs> thank god he's not beatboxing once right. again all right let's jump right into it we got some stuff to talk about and being as how tomorrow the jobless numbers come out the job numbers come out the job report comes out yeah, jobless that's how one track my mindset <laughs> is right now the jobless numbers come out tomorrow jobs report comes out tomorrow it's a big day for those of you uh driving the car sitting at home and listen to this today is august 4th as we record this And today has been kind of one of those days where I feel a little bit bad doing what I normally do on social media. So I had you wouldn't know. Yeah, I know nothing about that. Hypothetically, if you were to look at my social media the last couple days, it has been kind of negative. Why? Well, I'm glad you asked. This was a a post from, uh, I think, yesterday. Figures released Thursday by the Labor Department show that applications for the week ending July 30th rose 260,000 from the downwardly revised 254,000 recorded a week earlier. Mm -hmm. That is above the 2019 pre-pandemic average of 218,000 claims and just narrowly missed topping the eight-month high of 261 recorded in mid-July. Right Now, that in and of itself is a lot of data, a lot of numbers. But let me make it really palpable and really tangible for everybody out there.
1: Okay. Okay? Because I did, I read about this too, and... Uh, I wanted to get a better understanding of what a health, what I guess a healthy market would be like. Right. Well, the, give, the me first.
0: Well, give me that first because I, I wanna I wanna we well, can wrap I, this up nice when you're done.
1: So I know the jobless claims are up to two sixty, up up from two fifty. So it was up six thousand from the previous week, right? right? Highest numbers since November. Now in like the spring of twenty twenty, you know, when COVID was
0: running hot, uh, we were at six point eight million. Yeah, but I also discount that period of time right. as a super weird anomaly that was not normal in American history in any way, shape or form. Exactly. So I don't know that I give that a tremendous amount of credit. It's just one of those things where we forced ourselves into a legitimate recessionary economy. Right. And But we know based on these numbers that it's trending up. Absolutely trending up. And to give you give you some context. I decided to just quickly Google, and I didn't spend a whole lot of time on this, names of companies that had had rounds of layoffs so yeah. far. Mm-hmm. This this is just a, a quick hit list of the names you know, and there was tremendously more names out there. Tremendously more names. You should have called me on that. Yeah. There was a lot more names out yeah. there. I was trying to be sophisticated. Yeah, kind of stupid, yeah, yeah, yeah. who would All right, so Shopify, Lone Depot, Ford, Tonal, Peloton, Meta, Rivian, Twitter, Tesla, Netflix, Coinbase, Mm -hmm. and SoundCloud earlier today. And earlier this year, we talked about in previous episodes, Spotify. Spotify was the first one to stay by. No, Shopify, Spotify. I did that today on a text message too. Jesus Christ. Yes. So, and here's the funny thing about this. Mm -hmm. Almost all of these are consumer spending based.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? So, Shopify, Spotify, these are things, these are luxury consumer discretionary spending. Right. I'll give the cars, Ford, Tesla, Rivian, I'll give them a bit of a discount being as how things are a little different in, in the car segment. But no, the number two highest debt load right now is auto loan still. Yeah. And number three, catching up really quickly, is revolving debt. Oh, off topic. I saw this today. Didn't didn't post it to social media, but thought that we should probably talk about it. Uh, PayPal is getting into buy now, pay later. Uh, and they're up 261% in the last month. Right. Well, I mean, if the data is there that people are going to be using it,
1: expect more companies to start doing
0: it, right? I mean, I guess, yeah, but I damn, mean, talk about, if you're up that much in the last month. Yeah. And, so their argument is, is their their end product, the, the debt they're putting on the market is much better because they have a better insight into people's spending habits. But every lender and their mother says that. Right, yeah. Like that's what we're, our technology is better because X, and you can fill well, that X in with the same They all have thing. their own analytics, right? They're all analytics, their own way of doing it. It's all quants talking about credit. This is why we at our company don't do any automated credit decisioning. It's all human based. Yeah. Because I want someone looking us up, but that takes time. Yeah, exactly. And if you're doing buy now, pay later, it's literally at point of sale. You go to a website, you want to check out. Maybe oh, but you can make more sound decisions this way. Which, our way? Yeah. Our way, yeah, yeah, 1000%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's also because you're incredibly smart and talented. Yeah, I what I do, exactly. Thank well, you. Say, Pat it, on back. The back. say yeah. it back. No, 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 say it back. Say it back. You're
1: smart for employing people like me.
0: I, what? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Selfish son of a bitch. All right. So there is a clear uptick. And I'm going to pat myself on the back in a way not like you described. We did call this. We, no, we said expect, July report is going to be tangible. Expect this, yeah. Expect this as of August 1st. This is August 4th right now. Right. We're not deep into this shit. Well, there's going to be more and more of this in the, in the days to come, particularly mm-hmm. well, more than a week or two. But then there's going to be a second round of this really picking up towards Labor Day like we talked about in the last podcast. Right. So I I think that this is really highlighting one huge thing that you said you spent some time researching is Powell's commentary. And one of the things that Powell said during that hour, 57 minute, hour long after the Fed meeting press conference was that the labor market was strong and that unemployment was still low. And that was the only point that he was resting his entire argument on. The entire
1: argument of why we're not in a recession. But in that same presser, he says the following. Consumer spending is slowing. Yep. Real wages are declining. Yep. Production is slowing. Mm-hmm. GDP is falling. Yes. Business investment is
0: slowing down. But, hey guys, low, lo- there's low unemployment. And that's the fascinating thing. So if you're a consumer and you're hearing this, you would know that these things are lagging indicators. When all those things you just described slow, mm-hmm. companies lay off. Yes. They make less, they lay off, they have to project to the street about how they're going to be profitable again, redo their you know forecast for the year. That's what they do, right. So for the fed secretary, a smart man to say something like that on national television, it has his only rationale for why we're not in a recessionary economy. I mean, was there ever a time that
1: unemployment numbers were not lagging indicators?
0: No, no, so, as a that's, of, yeah, no. so
1: i I don't understand it, it feels like it's like he's telling like painting like smoke and mirrors
0: even during i want to say it was 1947 there was a, a single gdp increase of i'm sorry decrease of 11 percent in a mm-hmm. single quarter right and that was one of the rare instances where a recession was declared before the second trailing right. quarter uh i want to say it's 47 but don't don't nobody fact check me and send me a dm send it to Said social yeah. media yeah exactly uh but That was one of those rare instances where there was a huge and quick response to it. Mm -hmm. But keep in mind, the reason why he couldn't, Powell, couldn't say that the rest of the data you decided was strong was because those reports had already come out. Yeah. He cited the only reports that hadn't come out as negative yet. Yeah, and gives him time because their next meeting is all the way in September. And, you know, if if we have to lock down Wikipedia because people keep changing the definition. Yeah, recession, right. And every single variable has now been knocked off that list. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, where, where are we at now? Really, what are we doing?
1: Yeah, just—I Honestly, I'm, every day that passes, I'm getting more and more convinced that they're – because consumer sentiment is down, right? Well, yeah, 1,000%. But so, And it's it, at all-time lows, right? All-time so lows. just hear me out. I think the more – Did you just I, say to shut up and listen? Yeah, 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 shut up and listen. Okay. Hold my beer. <laughs> um, we are drinking beers. Yeah. So as every day passes and we keep hearing these, <sighs> this type of rhetoric – I'm feeling like they're truly afraid of public outrage. Of course they are. So it's like we got to really, you know, how they keep saying there's, there's gonna, there's gonna be, we're going to have a soft landing. No, you're you're soft serving. That's what you're doing. <laughs> ah, that was good. <laughs> you like that. That's yeah. a quote right yeah. there. Yeah. That's going on the cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's solid.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Start calling you soft-serve. <laughs> soft-serve. Yeah. I'll be yachted up and you'll be soft-serve. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> this shit. Uh, yeah, that's 1,000% accurate. They're trying to manage public expectations. And at the same time on the news, if you've watched things, uh, the UK and Canada are both having huge problems with inflation. UK actually had the largest increase in their borrowing rate ever. Just I think it was yesterday or today. I don't know this morning. Right. So there's been some pretty impactful things globally that are happening for us to sit here and say, oh, the UK is fucked or oh, Canada, oh, fucking Canadians are fucked. (laughs) And not look ourselves in the mirror and say that we're having some significant financial problems in the economy and that we are completely in denial. Actually, this is a good turning point, too, because one of the things I'm seeing on social media today and in the news is that the mortgage rates. Or 30 year mortgages drop below five percent. Right. Yeah. So people are like, oh, see you guys, look what's yeah, happening. That's happening a lot. Like that realtor I told you about several podcasts ago, who was in his car going, ha, 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 <laughs> they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> that guy. Yeah. This was all expected because they priced in mm-hmm. the interest rate increase. And it's just, it just as easily as we have vision into the unemployment and this thing, this happening. And I'm getting DMs now from people saying, like, how did you guys know? Like, you guys are right. Does it suck being right all the time? Stuff like that. Like, even that- sarcastic. And and it's like, I take it with a grain of salt because it's a really shitty thing to be right about. People losing their jobs. Right. It's fucked up and I feel sorry for Can't every single Can't wait one. to turn this thing around and start predicting positive shit. Positive right? Yeah, shit, right? exactly. that would be amazing. Like your weight loss. Yeah, You look, you look very slender today. Thank you, Chris. You, you yeah, Adam good. noticed it too. You did notice yeah. it. You weren't all black though. So in, in, my, in, my, in my defense. <laughs> but there was a lot of lights in, the, in there. There was a lot of lights and you still weren't all black. Yeah. <laughs> you, you faded right into the background. <laughs> so here's the thing is that people are looking at that rate and saying, okay, well, this this just means that economy's not as bad as people. that's completely wrong
1: mm-hmm.
0: we've talked about this before they price in the fed interest rate increase before and then the market gets a bit of a sigh of relief particularly when people were thinking that one percent was a possibility before this last fed increase right? right so there's a little bit of a sigh of relief but we are still inverted yeah the 10-year treasuries are lower than the the two-year treasuries right so because of that what happens is you've got this indicator that's a beacon for recessionary economies. The inverted yield curves precede recessionary economies. That's just, that is what it is. Go back in history, look it up, take your time, mm-hmm. DM site if you have any, ch- any questions. Yeah, good luck. Right? But that, that's a real thing. So that is going to move. And the underlying, my, my shitty theory has always been that we've taken out so much of the economy it's going to take a huge amount to move it. Well, mm-hmm. that, that supposition is proven to be true. Everything we've done so far has not really moved Things like mortgage rates, we're starting to see the indicators of a moving economy, right? A changing economy, even keeping current matters. That shitty fucking Instagram page is now saying, "What a do? What do you do in a changing landscape of when it's moves from a, a seller's market to a buyer's market?" There, yeah. there are so people know the pivot is coming, yeah. But I don't think the world and the media are going to really grasp on to that mm-hmm. until those mortgage rates move out. And the market has some tangible impact. Right. Patrick, but David, who I make a point not to listen to because I get a lot of confirmation bias from him because we have, tend to have the same somewhat kind of ideology as to where the economy is going. I will say he's a little more doom and gloom than me. He dug up a question from the FINRA exam. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's, a, it's basically a finance-related exam about how many quarters of negative GDP is generally considered a recessionary economy. Oh, it's on the exam. It's on the exam. Yeah. And yet, here we are trying to change so many of these terms. My, my point is this, is that we will always look as humans, particularly those in each one of our own businesses, whatever segment you're in, for a ray of hope. Yeah. With a shiny star of optimism that things aren't gonna be as bad as we think they might be. Yeah, naturally that's what people do, yeah. There, there's all sorts of ways to dissect things. And when we're talking about something as, as gloomy and as sad as layoffs, one of the things that really bothers me is that people look at this and they take the human element out of it. Yeah. By us not acknowledging that this is coming, this is a real risk, we have robbed those people who have been laid off of the dignity of saying, this is a really tough economy. I know.
1: And even in that uh, Jerome Powell presser, he goes on, he says at one point, you know, people with, with high income should be fine, but people with low income should be worried. I feel your pain. Bro.
0: Yeah, I heard. You that. feel you you feel their pain. Come on. I heard that in my office, and I thought to myself, like, you couldn't have made a more asshole tastic. Yeah, exactly. Like, dickhead comment. And he's got
1: the worst poker face.
0: Yeah. And so there, there's a lot of I don't know if you you know this, but there's a lot of criticism historically. He he's much more vocal as a Fed secretary than previous Fed secretaries have been. Yeah. Yeah. Generally, in the past, there wouldn't necessarily be a press conference like this. It would be a release of the Fed minutes and maybe a couple of things here and there. But he's tried to be, quote, more communicative, end quote. So mm. this is not necessarily normal. And there are those proponents who say that this is not a good thing for him to do because it allows people to dive into his comments and his rhetoric and, and really see – I wouldn't say – really go down a path they probably shouldn't go down. They would go far beyond the minutes, right? Right. So it also has it had – dynamic impacts to the actual financial markets there's been press conferences where Powell has said stuff that was stupid Mm -hmm. that impacted the entire trading day yeah so not necessarily the world's smartest move uh from a guy who should be smarter than he seemingly sounds like and i can't help but wonder why that is yeah they're not supposed to be political i mean is it is it politics they're not i mean is it is it covering for his ass because they didn't move a year earlier like why I, I don't mean, think we'll ever know.
1: Who else can get in front of these reporters and answer questions? I know no one from no one from the Biden administration. Not really right? that. Well, no, they shouldn't. I mean, because they've already changed the definition of a recession, so it sounds way
0: worse coming from them. One thousand percent. But I guess the question is, is like why? Why didn't the Fed act earlier? These are smart people. They knew. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and we'll never sh- have that answer. No, I, I get no. that. I get that we'll never have that answer. And no, he, that's fine. And he knows he made that mistake, but. He clearly knows that he made the mistake. That's why, that's why he's trying to hold off the idea, the ideology of a recessionary economy, which to me is is super weird. But yeah, nonetheless, I have been getting a lot of DMs lately from yeah. people. People sliding into the DMs, sliding into the DMs. I get a lot of DMs. I think because we cover so much financial stuff. Yeah, that people don't want to openly say that they're appreciative of of the financial conversation because there's still a little bit of a financial literacy element to the world, right? We don't know. We don't know. Somebody told me the other day that we talk about some technical terms that you know she didn't understand. Yeah, my my initial knee-jerk reaction was good. The more you listen, the more you'll understand. Yeah, like, we, that's we've a ta- good thing. We, we've talked about this. Yeah, and we, Chris and I have had conversations in, about
1: maybe we should dive in deeper and discuss things and explain things further. But uh, I think it would you know behoove people to hear these terms that they don't know about and then take the time to just now Google them.
0: Not even that. I mean, you can learn a couple of ways directly, obviously, but mm-hmm. there, there's almost like a little bit of osmosis. If this is in your car and you're playing yeah, and you're listening to it, the more we have these conversations, the more this stuff really starts to, to kind of galvanize and congeal for you. Yeah. It really starts to add together. But we don't have to apologize for for putting this on the same way that Will Smith has to apologize for what oh, he did to Chris Rock. Oh, he already did. What Four did. months too late. So... We talked about this slightly on the podcast. It's like a hero falling. Yeah. Right? Not all heroes wear capes. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, I ours, don't know who the
1: hero is here. Ours just wears a hat that represents his brand.
0: Yeah. So Will Smith goes on his social media platform, has some text messages in this very well edited and manicured presentation. Leading into him coming into the room, sitting down on the chair. Now, he's wearing his hat for his, his Westbrook His brand, hat. whatever. Whatever, the, whatever his brand is. He's got the water in the back, you know, just water. Just water for his son. For his son. You know, so, always, always branding. So, there's a lot of branding there. I, th- I thought that was kind of bad taste. I didn't like it. And then he takes questions about the whole Chris Rock thing. And I'm not going to play the whole thing. But I do think there's a subtle bit of irony in the fact that this is clearly the appropriate thing to do. To address it with everyone. But how authentic is it when a man who literally that night won an Academy Award for acting exactly, is apologizing?
1: Right. You've won an an Oscar Award as Best Actor for your performance. And now you're coming out with what seems to be like a production-like video.
0: There's three cameras. No, four. This is the fourth camera. Four of them.
1: Three or four cameras. And look, I I love Will. You know, like I have like, I feel like growing My past
0: tense. Good for you.
1: Huh? Not past tense. Good for you. No, I love. mean, people, people so make love. mistakes. Deserves a second chance. Whatever this is, first mistake. In, I know a lot of people make mistakes over many years. Bitch slapped
0: somebody on national television. It's a bad. Very,
1: very bad this mistake. Is a Very bad mistake. A very bad mistake. But the way he's handled this, this is not only four months too late. He said, "I apologize to Chris. I want to apologize to Chris's mom." Oh
0: yeah, that was in this. But hold on, yeah. hold on let's, let's get into the video a little bit. All right, for everybody out there in listener land, this is Will Smith. We're not going to the whole thing. Him reading questions off a teleprompter and answering them. Honestly. Mm. Why didn't you apologize to Chris in your acceptance speech? Um, I was fogged out by that point. It's, 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 it's all fuzzy. I've reached out to Chris, um, and the, mes- the message that came back is that uh, he's not ready to talk. And when he is, he will reach out. Um, so I will, I will say to you, uh, Chris, I apologize to you. Uh, my behavior was unacceptable and I'm here whenever you're ready to talk. Um,
1: Wildly uncomfortable. Just the way he's he's yeah, postured, or he, what? yeah, postured the way the way his hand gestures. Like Chris, I want to say, po- like, man, send this guy a video if you want to do it this bad to him. Well, you got to call and leave him a voicemail. Why do you have to do it like this? Like,
0: he could just say, I I apologize to Chris because apologizing to Chris in and of itself is not enough. He, this is a he, PR move. He needs to apologize to his fans. It's yes. a PR move. He wants to be back in business, and right now, mm-hmm. I don't know that anyone's willing to hire him without. And yeah, it, seems, it seems like he's radioactive, right? Well, he's radioactive. What what production are you gonna? Let me ask you a question. The movie comes out, he's starring in it. It's a big deal, lots of millions of dollars. And are you gonna be just as interested as you were before? Be honest.
1: Uh, well, I have fallen off. I haven't seen his last couple movies. So uh, the one, the
0: couple that he dropped on Netflix. So I don't know if you know this, but there was some business behind his last couple movies that were problematic. No, it didn't. Uh, so he did. He really went on made like a push to, to get his sign in the movies. Like, remember uh, After Earth? Yeah. That, that. I didn't see that. That was horrible as far as review. And I watched it. I actually didn't. I mean, I, I'm an easy like movie goer. Like, I like yeah. everything. Right. But it got horrible reviews. And people were basically saying, like, you're trying to sponsor your son too much. Like, stop. Yeah. Okay. And he's, he's picked and chooses, chose his products, or his movies, his projects in kind of weird ways. He, he was doing blockbuster after blockbuster for a while. And yeah. then he started doing he some A-list. really weird stuff. Yeah. And that's impacted him. That's impacted his brand. I'm sure, it's, I'm sure it's impacted him psychologically. Well, this led to him. This is probably too much backstory, but it has a financial implication. So let's talk about it on the podcast. Okay. So he recognized that The Rock was getting paid a whole shitload more than he was. Yeah. So he knew that The Rock was leveraging social media, and it bothered him at the time that he didn't have social media. Yeah. Will Smith now has 64 million followers. And he's got a full like YouTube channel and full YouTube channel and everything else. But he spent, he literally called up his his uh, agency and said, Look, I need you to assign somebody to me. This is that the guy Westbrook that got assigned to him. Mm-hmm. And I need to start putting out some social content because he recognized that The Rock had become the highest paid actor in the world and he felt that he was a better actor than someone like The Rock. Mm. That's probably true. I mean, okay. Right? That doesn't sound like a Will Smith fan right
1: there. Well, like no, I, I'm just I'm just saying, like, this just sounds like like an old guy saying, get off my lawn. I'm sure uh back to our NBA references, guys from the 90s and, and the 80s are looking at the new young guys making all the money now, like, okay, you paved the way for these people to now Maybe, make more money. But in so that reference, I, you can't get younger.
0: In this reference, Will Smith isn't that much older than The Rock.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'll say that he was astute enough to recognize that. There is inherent value. So the, I don't know if people know this, but the way The Rock works is you sign a movie deal with The Rock, you sign a separate deal to get his social media like marketing push. Smart. Hundreds, of I think over hundreds. Smart on his play. Like, yeah. Just like, like Floyd Mayweather, right? Like, him and Kevin Hart really pioneered that.
1: Well, I'm sure. No, I think, I think Floyd Mayweather pioneered that because it was always, oh, I'll promote the fight under Floyd Mayweather Productions.
0: Well, from that, yeah, but from a social media perspective, it was really the Kevin Hart and The Rock that took it from, from, from the movies. They're from social media, right. And right. Social media yeah, and, and cross-promoted one another and really repollinated their brands. But So Will Smith recognized that, went on a whole year-long thing where he traveled around the world doing cool shit and posted it to social media, grew his social media following, and it grew like wildfire. Right. He was well-positioned to revitalize his brand. That movie Aladdin came out. Yeah. The, the remake. I like that one actually. Yeah. And it was widely regarded as a hit. And yeah. he promoted it on social media. And, and he was like, yes, like this works. Okay. I'm coming back. And he, he was positioned. Yeah. This King Richard movie that he was in, I never saw it. I didn't, I didn't honestly, see it as I had well. had no man, desire yeah. to see it. But, yeah. you know, he won an award for it. Clearly, it was a success commercially, mm-hmm. personally. So he was positioned. He he had spent years of his life repositioning himself and his personal brand, rebranding, yeah, just to throw it away on this. Yeah, it's sad, sad story. Well, so you ask why? Why is this video like? Why? Why is he doing this? Because he spent all this time revitalizing his brand, doing all these things to get to the pinnacle of his career professionally.
1: Right, but it's a little tone deaf. Like, if you're going to do this, like, come out earlier. Four months later, this is not. So many other things have happened. Since then. This, is, this wasn't even on anyone's radar
0: anymore. Well, or, or here's another question. Why does it have to be so produced? Why? Exactly. Why couldn't you get in front of your phone? Yeah. Exactly. Turn that camera on you and say, look, I fucked up last night. Make it bad. more personable. I don't have an excuse for it. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. The best part about all this was Chris Rock's response. Which was?
1: His response was, if everybody, this was the, ne- the following day. If everybody claims to be a victim, then nobody will hear the real victims. Even me getting smacked by Suge Smith. Ooh. Alluding to Suge Knight. Death Row. Yeah, Death Row. He then goes on to say, I went to work the next day. I got kids.
0: Yeah, and I'll see you. I love that. As a dad, if somebody slapped me on national television and I got kids, how do you go home to your kids and have that conversation? Like, What are you, what are you saying to your kids that night? Well, I mean, look, he was...
1: Rightfully so. He was clearly flustered and he couldn't go on like immediately right after, right? He just got smacked in the face on like the biggest platform, right? But he he had an opportunity. He's a comic. One of the best comics of all time. Well, in
0: history. In history. A legend. He could have torn him to shreds. I'm actually surprised he didn't come out afterward and just eviscerate him comically. I really hope he's building material for this. I will say that that was also interesting, too. I think if Chris Rock were to do a movie right now. Crush. He would crush it. Yeah. He, he's, his career has got to be somewhat revitalized, especially his stand-up comedy, I think he's in the directing and executive producing space. Which is fine. But I'm just saying, like, if you're him, this is an opportunity for you, like it or not. Yeah, but do you like this opportunity? I mean, would you? Yes. Do you really? You're now socially relevant. Again, does it fucking matter? Have you heard about this guy, the, the Andrew Tate, Cobra Tate, this guy? <laughs> this guy. Have you heard about him? Why? He, it's like, how did he trick everyone's algorithm? He's on like everyone's, <laughs> everyone's feed. Passed the Kardashians as the number one searched phrase according to Google Trends. What was it? Well, I don't even know the phrase. It's his name. Oh, his name. His name. Oh, yeah, I see. Yeah. Okay. And he's very polarizing. He, he uh, He's a complete misogynist in a lot of things that he says i'm not endorsing a single thing i do not like him personally no neither do i but what i will say is you have to respect the fact that he has found a way to build a giant marketing vehicle and platform for himself but this is no
1: is it how is it any more different than what the paul brothers did or at least
0: jake paul tremendously so in a lot of ways I, i think jake paul and logan paul weren't meant to be villains no, I think they're playing in, they're leaning into they're leaning into it because they recognize yeah. what it is. This guy was like, fuck it. I don't care what your opinion is of me. I'm just gonna be this guy. I'm gonna say this stuff. And these guys have hundreds of thousands of people paying forty-nine dollars a month for it's just, their university. I feel like it's just it
1: like with every guy that comes out that gets painted as the villain, it just continuously gets worse and worse with the things that they say.
0: Yeah, look at Floyd Mayweather. It right? started with
1: Floyd Mayweather yeah. and then Conor McGregor stepped it up, took it up to another yep. notch, right? And then you got, you know, Jake Paul, who's wild, right? The stuff that he, the stuff that he said about Connor's wife and about oh, Connor and himself. On the, on the flight? Yeah, that, yeah, that, that, that was, was crazy. That, and like, it's just taking it way too far, making it too personal. And now you got this guy, Andrew Tate. And it's just like, it's like, who, who's willing to say the next crazy thing?
0: So here's, here's something that's fascinating to me from an economic perspective about people like this. Is that love them or hate them, the eyes on them generate revenue. Yeah. Palpable, notable, large amounts of revenue. Right. And a lot of these people have a way to monetize their message. They almost create a problem and then become the solution to their problem. Floyd Mayweather's problem was you want to see me fail. Yeah. So I'm going to keep fighting. Yeah, exactly. The Liver King's problem is. You need to. You want to look like me, but you can't afford all this really high-end meat and food that's hard to get. And you're not so, willing to eat this shit that so I not eat. It's yeah. gross, so I'm going to sell you the supplements. Yep. Uh, Logan Paul Brothers worked off of a kind of a Floyd Mayweather model. Mm-hmm. This Tate guy is working off the, I'm going to say, the really nasty shit that has some level of truth or some echo in your so conscience. what is he enough. getting?
1: He's getting paid on what? From these, these
0: platforms? Him and his brother, I think twin brother, moved to, moved to Romania. Mm-hmm. and they have a course like Hustler University or something like that oh my god another guy selling courses yeah but here's so uh, the, the, web, the, the page on Instagram looked into him, baller busters right and they, they bust people for this stuff right? and they looked into him and said look like, I know you guys hate him mm-hmm. he, the, he's a terrible person sure okay but how was he ripping anybody off they put, so what they do is they normally say like okay we'll put the word out mhm you come back to us. And according to them, nobody came back to them and said, hey, look, we're getting ripped off. Yeah. Not one person. From the course. From the course. Matter of fact, people who were endorsements started sending. And no, I don't, I don't, they, dude, ask yourself this question. What kind of person is buying a course from Andrew Tate? Here's the thing, man. Look at Will Smith. You're telling me Will Smith doesn't feel emasculated. you tell telling me that the root cause of all this wasn't him being emasculated and the 100%. whole Tupac thing and 100%. Jada and that whole thing.
1: About, about that. You dated him when you were 20. How is this like? Are we how? How is was still a thing. Yeah. Why are you still so hung up on this?
0: Well, look, it is what it is. You could have been a fling. She probably was a fling. That's what I'm trying he, to say. Tupac is probably really endearing to a lot of women. That's, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, exactly. He was the baddest motherfucker yeah, in the world back he then.
1: He didn't really come off as like this guy that you, you want to put all you your eggs a on. a little That's all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know just, what I mean? So I
0: love it. it is what it is. And and this the sad the sad reality is is that i think there's a lot of people who feel like Will Smith there's a lot of people who feel like Tate is the answer for them they I mean, want that dominant male figure
1: look yeah, we got, talk a lot about my testosterone on the
0: show right daddy issues not in daddy issues it's, it's like you talk a lot about my testosterone on the show right okay we we talk about how every generation for the last several generations has had a lower average testosterone number that's a real number yeah. like it or not that's real right. Now we're in a set of circumstances where I think men don't feel like men anymore. We're not hunting. We're not gathering, and I think a lot of ways women sometimes don't feel like women anymore because we as men don't necessarily treat them like the way we we we're not, we're not romantic anymore. And we're not romantic anymore. I am. You're not. And I'm the
1: I'm romantic uh, what, as shit boy. The me- the message that gets that gets sent out from like what quote unquote women are searching in a man right has shifted. Drastically, I'd say, in the like from when we were kids till now, right? Like you think, you think like it's not too long ago where uh, it it was being portrayed on television and in movies how I want a man to be aggressive and and approach me and you know like I I got a date planned out, we're going here, this and that, and now
0: I don't know. It's like that's like frowned upon. This I found out a long time ago, which I thought was hilarious. You know how it's common courtesy. And considered generally respectful for a man to open a door for a woman to walk through first. I
1: make my son do it every time.
0: You know, in history, that was actually the inappropriate way to do that. Really? A man was supposed to go through the door first to make sure there wasn't any harm when entering mm. the space. And then a woman would precede him afterward after really, it's proven to be safe. We're in a safe, world safe place now. So now I'm, I'm just there. telling you what the, what the logic was. Yeah. So, so much of what we think is respectful and classy shifts on a paradigm of time. Yeah. And time changes a lot of things. It does. So, maybe someone who harkens back to an older time, like Tate, resonates with a lot of people for some reason. I mean, think about what Trump did. He was very polarizing. Right. Very polarizing. Can we spend a minute talking about how Nancy Pelosi is causing World War III? Oh, man. Yeah. So, I saw a video today. I, I rarely watch like, the news on television anymore, but I, my mom's here, and she, she's visiting us, and she likes to watch CNN. i mm-hmm. turn on CNN for her, and there's literally a video... Showing missiles landing off the coast of Taiwan in the water from China.
1: How fucking scary is that? And I'm
0: thinking to myself, like, this is all because the fucking speaker of the house right. decided she was going to unilaterally visit Taiwan, the highest ranking official to visit Taiwan in 25 years. Right. And presumptively to lie in her pockets when stock prices change. Mm-hmm. What what are we doing? Where are we at? It doesn't make any
1: sense to me. Like, this why? chick is literally crazy. Yeah. Why put yourself in the country
0: in harm's way like that? Why take a stance make... unilaterally? Yeah. Like, why Why has it got to be you? Yeah, exactly. Especially when she's traded so much on the chip bill. Or her husband, Paul yeah. Pelosi, is traded. <laughs> yeah, who that. has no idea about... you know, Yeah, you no idea again. about the, the bill being presented at all. Yeah, I, I, have,
1: I, I, I don't even know where to begin with that. It's like, it's so out of left field that like, you know, I, earlier this year, I, I heard somebody say this that I thought was like, so true. It's like, we should all just take a break for a day and just, like, pat ourselves on the back for uh, keeping, like, everyone alive because there's so many nukes out there and nobody's used them. Let's all just pat ourselves on the back real quick and uh, understand and appreciate, like, shit's not going down. And now you see this shit going on, you're like, uh, could it go down? What?
0: Yeah, I mean, you're saying World War Three, right? Like, I, I meant it more, like, rhetorically. I didn't really mean it. Yeah, let but me no, ask you a question. It's let me ask you a question. Uh huh. You feel fat? No. I feel lean. Feel lean? Yeah. You like it when I make fat jokes about you? Doesn't bother me. You make them back? Yeah. Okay. So if we were to go to war with the country, we would throw a nuclear bomb their way. It isn't the country that you nuke that you have to worry about nuking you back. Yeah, right. it's everybody else around you. who's yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. We will listen to podcasts, tell me that you're not fat, blah blah blah. defend you all the time. <laughs> I know you're not offended. No, 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 exactly. <laughs> and and, and that—that's kind of. I mean, it's—it's it's a really crude variant and very, you know, inhumane. But that's the problem. Right. You can't just bomb one country and think that's all good. That's, that's everybody, everybody else is turning against that's you. That's my. Point. That's my point. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's if you, it's the bombs come in places
1: you don't know that are the problem. Right. Exactly. And that's my point. That's that's the scary thought. Like, you know, something like that. This thing. This whole thing is being held together by like. Obstacle sticks and glue? Yeah,
0: exactly. Or money. Money makes a lot of these things hold together. Mm-hmm. China and the US have a huge trading relationship, like yeah. it or not, But right. We've got a lot of different things that go on with China. Yeah, We talk all this shit, but at the end of the day, we're all one big worldwide family. That's the irony. right? All of our economies depend on one another. You wanna see a economy that doesn't depend on one another? Go to North Korea. <laughs> Completely isolated from the world, mm-hmm. struggling to get by, they have issues there, Speaking of which, has that not a lot? a whole lot of North Korean talk recently. Yeah, it just kind of fell off. Kim Jong-un. Once, yeah, Kim Jong-un. Is <laughs> Dennis Rodman
1: visiting him a yeah, couple that, that times. That all so died out. What that all been? died out. Because, yeah. I don't know, it was more polarizing when Trump was in office, I guess.
0: Because he, he met with him shook his hand? I guess. Oh, I don't know. That's so weird.
1: Like,
0: all right. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's bizarre, but all right. So, people have also hit me up in the DMs lately. I feel like now you're just bragging. No, 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 no! I'm not bragging. Yeah. You don't have social media at all, and I've got lots of followers and people who <laughs> talk to me about the show that we do together. But nobody ever talks to you. Yeah. That bother you?
1: No. Get insecure
0: about that? Not at all. Really? Not at all. I feel like you do a little bit. Zero.
1: So like, eventually, someday, I might, I might have to, may have to get
0: one. Mm, eventually. Corrupting you day by day, brother. Yeah. I might be forced to. So let me ask you a question: If you were to find out subsequently to this show. That every single person that hits me up and asks if you're actually fat, I say yes to. <laughs> would, that, would that bother you? No, it wouldn't. Just hypothetical.
1: Oh, they'll see it someday. Okay. We're doing. We're going to do a rebranding photo shoot, right? They're going to see them. Yeah. They're going to be like, oh, he's not that fat.
0: Irma and I have been homies for a long time. She's going to make those photos look extra wide. We'll get yeah. you a nice, like, <laughs> Photoshop. Really like 10 millimeter lens. Yeah. Put it real close to you. Yeah. You're going to look beefy. <laughs> <Wide>? yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're going to look at the Great Wall of China. <laughs> you're going to look big. <laughs> Good, good. People have been asking me a lot about the San Jose trip, and now that the episode before this has been the interview with Adam, right? I thought we would talk about that trip up there.
1: Yeah, I mean the trip up there was great. I mean we got to the airport super early in the morning. That's when you showed, you sent me the link to the Will Smith apology that we thought was a pile of crap. <laughs> you, uh,
0: you mean completely full of shit? Why well, yeah, are you being politically yeah, correct yeah, now? Yeah, full of shit. Some nights uh, you
1: cuss a lot. Some nights you're just like, and then can uh, pile of crap, man. Yeah, yeah. I forget. I forget how loose we can be. Um, and then Chris and I go. We we land and we we go to breakfast. And my, that's my what, second breakfast, by the way. It, oh, your second breakfast. And we ate like fatty, fucking fatty. Yeah, so yeah, it was yeah, bad. Yeah. No, like, we were uh, steaks, bro. We had a steak and eggs. That's not fatty, bro.
0: That's and bro. cottage
1: cheese. Yeah, yeah. You cottage cheese. Yuck. Yeah, it was so good. Yeah. But Chris and I go to this restaurant, and we've. We think that the unemployment numbers are wrong because there were a lot of people there. There was a lot of, dude, it was, what was it, Thursday, Friday? Friday? It was a Friday. Friday. It was a Friday. There was a shit ton of people in fr- the restaurant. From the moment we were there to the moment we left, people coming in and out, it was just packed. Yeah. On a Friday. Yeah.
0: And then I forced Saeed to go on a walk for three miles. Three and a half miles. Through downtown San Jose. Something that Chris says that he likes to do. I do like, lot. Well, I like to look at the small businesses. I like to look around. Right. Just kind of see the, what's there. You don't look like you walk a lot, but yeah. Yeah. Well played. (laughs) Look at you getting into the spirit of things. (laughs) Bad asshole. (laughs) All right. So, yeah, I like to walk around, I like to check things out. Uh, We had to go to a hotel so I I can go poop. Oh, wait. Before you get into that, we're going to skip that. Before I get into that, before you get into that, (laughs) how funny
1: was it? How many how many uh, used car dealerships did we see? Oh, my God. It was like six. It was like six, and they were all full. All full. All full. Oh, we should. (laughs) I, I felt bad. Chris was laughing. I left my ass off because there was, <laughs> uh, there was the, only, a sign. the only
0: one that I even had somebody working was that Porsche like mechanic shop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was the street that we were on in San Jose, but there were literally like used car dealerships everywhere, and every single one of them had full lots, and nobody like seemed to be outside. Like nope. nobody was home. No, this is yeah, yeah, Friday yeah. middle of the afternoon.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Clearly it they was, didn't listen to our uh, our auto loan episode. Yeah,
0: well, clearly they did not. But it was very bizarre. So we walked three miles. Walk walk over to a hotel. I used the restroom. Walk back over and then go to the Mind Pump Studios. Walked over to Mind Pump Studios,
1: which was uh, it was it was cool because it was it was hidden. We're not going to release anything about where it was, but it was kind of cool because it was hidden and we didn't really know where. I didn't know where it was. You, I think you did. I
0: just knew the address, but I was on the phone when we got there, so yeah. I, I just pointed to the
1: building. Yeah, you <laughs> pointed to the building. And I was like, this door right here. I guess okay. And we go in, and um, it was it was cool to see to see the you know the the gym that they shoot all their videos in and. To walk back
0: and to see their studio, which looks like a, a just, I mean, a full production set. But these guys could have been more gracious. I mean, we walk in, yeah. shake everybody's hands. I, I poked my head in, in the beginning. I didn't want to interrupt there. They were in the studio. I didn't know if they were podcast recording or not or whatever, but they right. weren't. Uh, they had, Adam had two chairs for us on the side to watch, uh, watch them record yeah, an episode, yeah. which subsequently came out.
1: Right. Let us sit there and watch how they do things. Everything was just shot in one take like
0: professionals. God damn, Sal was so good, so good, so good. Yeah, that set a bar. We're we're never gonna match that bar. We're never yeah. gonna. We're not I mean, gonna be there. Yeah, I, I mean, don't say never, but I mean, these no, guys. I'll tell you right they, now, we're never gonna. They've be been there. doing
1: that. That was the coolest thing about the show is just to see these guys walk that walk and take this thing from what it was to where it is now. And you know, along the way, they had have have gone through so many obstacles. You know, and I think Adam even said like, oh, "We're all alphas," you know. They've had many disagreements, and but for them to work it all out and to um, still be where they are and have this great tight-knit relationship, is, it, was, it was honestly, not to sound corny, but it was a beautiful thing to see.
0: Yeah, and that's exactly the reason why I chose a beta. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I chose I chose to work with somebody who yeah, I knew bro, was going to be soft up. and effeminate.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. even have anything to say.
0: Yeah.
1: You know? Yeah. No, no, no. True but alphas, true alphas don't speak. Yeah. True <laughs> alpha true <laughs> Shh, alphas.
0: Yeah. It's facts. Don't don't give me the true alphas always. Yeah, it's, are, what, what <laughs> yeah, it's it? facts. Yeah. Give Li- me your comeback. I'll give you Li- some time. Yeah, yeah. What lions. is my great?
1: I don't do the Jamie Foxx. I am your conscious.
0: I am your conscious. I am your conscious.
1: No, no. No, wait a few responses. Lions ahead, don't concern themselves with the opinions of sheep.
0: I'm a true lion. man is not on social media. A lot of meme worthy social media coming out of you. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's Gary V, saying, baby. That's, that's not Gary V, dude. <laughs> that is not Gary, Gary v. v. Positive thinking. Let's go. God damn it. For those people who are driving right now, Said actually did the five finger thing that Gary V does when he said that, which is really, really <laughs> I did not even know he does that. It yeah, just stop came It he got manifested, on, man. bro. That's destiny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, the guys were amazing. Uh you already heard the the by now you should have heard the podcast with Adam and featuring Doug as well. It was it was really tremendously a whole lot of Hopefully fun. Hopefully
1: we can work something out with him to you know continue uh,
0: you know, bring him on as a recurring guest. That'd be cool. I would like to do that. And as a matter of fact, we should probably give him a call and talk about that. But Adam has been amazingly gracious. I mean, he shouted us out on the Mind Pump channel. He's 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 shouted us out on his personal stuff. I mean, the, he's cross-pollinated. So a lot of people who listen to the show now are truly mind pump fans, in addition the higher standard fans. So yeah. we love you and appreciate you and god damn Adam couldn't have been Yeah, and more if you amazing. don't
1: know about their podcast Mind Pump, first of all, shame on you. Second yeah, of number all, number one
0: fitness podcast in the world. Yeah,
1: shame on you for not knowing. Second of all,
0: go out and listen to them too cuz they're great. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, they, they are great. I mean, have it's been long seven years or so. I mean, I've listened to them for a long time. Right. I'm at the point now where I can't even qualify. I don't, I don't know how long. Mhm. And it's sad to say that after all those years, I've been in amazing shape, and now I'm in this shape, so maybe maybe I need to listen more again, (laughs) (laughs) because I'm falling off a little bit. We're getting there. All right, well, we are at the 42-minute mark, and it is time to say goodbye to everybody. All right. Toodles. That we are sure shit not ending on a toodles. (laughs) Come on. What is that? Come on. Leave it in. No. Leave it on that. I should edit that out. No, no, no. Keep it in. Right Uh, there. End it. No. I don't really have much to say, other than it's not toodles we're ending this with. Have everybody, have a good night. We'll see you next time. Bye. Toodles. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed today's conversation on the Higher Standard Podcast. Make sure to hit subscribe or follow on whatever platform you were listening to this on. If you like this episode, please write a review and share it with us. You're getting the show up and running right now, so every message, every review, and every note counts.